0: Welcome to Servus Scale-Up, produced by La French Tech Munich. With this podcast, we want to inspire entrepreneurs to launch and internationalize their startup in France or Germany, especially in Bavaria. Each episode focuses on a challenge in the startup ecosystem that we will review through the eyes of two guests, the startup and the expert perspective. By sharing their respective experience and expertise, our aim is to give you concrete solutions you can apply to take the leap of expanding your startup abroad. We hope you'll enjoy it. And as we say here in Bavaria, los geht's. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Servus Scalop, the podcast of La French Tech Munich. Today, we are very thrilled to discuss the number one question that startups come to us, La French Tech Munich, to solve, which is also part of our mission, and this is how to make it in Germany and in a Dar region. On the agenda, we're going to touch base on the go-to-market strategy, um, some key learnings on talent scouting, multicultural challenges between France and Germany, and of course, we'll come with the best practices, the do's and the don'ts, um, and we hope that it will inspire you as an entrepreneur. To get uh, around this topic, uh, we're pleased to have one of the perfect speaker, uh, one of the most important key player and first point of contact when planning to expand to this area, Germany. Invest in Bavaria. And with us from Invest in Bavaria is Katinka Upendal. Um, she's manager, investor of the service Digital Economy and International Startup. She worked with tech startups in the US, notably in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, as well as Southeast Asia in Singapore, and now based in Munich for Bavaria. She supports startups to enter into new markets and expand their business internationally. So Katinka, we very welcome um, on this podcast and to get even deeper in this topic and as a case study i'm pleased also to welcome uh, oliver bogatu oliver is country manager of the da region for lengo a successful french startup fund the, funded 13 years ago so maybe not anymore a startup rather a scale-up um, and lengo is also in the process of rapidly expanding to germany with the creation of a gmbh a legal entity there Oliver brings uh, with him an extensive experience in uh, building from scratch new entities in new markets as BizDev development expert, but also as country manager for um, several companies across the US and um, Germany. So welcome, Oliver, as well on this podcast. Maybe to set a little bit the context of this uh, topic, how to make it in Germany and in the region. Could you let us know, Oliver, what exactly does Lengo and how it got started and where you're at at the moment in terms of internationalization?
1: Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, So what is it? Lengo is a technology platform for online retailers and brands that market their products on a global perspective. Lengo was found in 2008 uh, in Nantes. Nantes, by the way, is considered the Silicon Valley of France, uh, and it was found by Michael Forger, like I said, in 2008, uh, in that beautiful city. So what's it about the Lengo solution? Uh, Via a... Technologically sophisticated e-commerce automation platform, online retailers can offer their products systematically and efficiently to over 2,000 affiliated marketplaces, comparison shopping portals, affiliate platforms, or on display retargeting platforms or sponsored links or social media. So it's a full, uh, I would say, Uh, multi-choice solution to expand businesses uh, on a global perspective. And our solution is helping this to decomplex, to monitor, to read out data, to do the right thing, uh, and to avoid building uh, big teams versus using technology. So on the second part of the question, how did we start and how is our expansion plan? Starting from France, Lengo expanded quite quickly, successfully into Spain, Italy, and Portugal, with focus on business development, sales, marketing, and using their execution facilities based in Nantes and in Paris to conquer those markets. So, which means tech support, customer support, professional services, setup, onboarding, and many more others, and. Uh, we in Germany, we have a different strategy to land in that business, but I think we will come to that point in more details later on.
0: Exactly. Thanks a lot, Oliver, for uh, setting up the, the context of this discussion. So. You joined Lengo back in in August, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so quite recently. And you actually already mentioned Lengo was already present in France, very successful leader there, um, and started internationalizing um, probably more in the southern part of Europe. Why now Germany? And why is Germany coming up on the roadmap so late, I would say, but also um, such a strategic focus uh, now?
1: Um, Actually... Lengo decided to, I would say, step on the German market about five years ago. But it, they, they, I would say, typically made, I would say, the mistake that they thought being like a market leader and a, sexful, a successful uh, technology vendor in their home market with all the success they have been growing so far and showing so far, They just were establishing some uh, salespeople uh, and they thought they will bring us the businesses and the opportunities and the leads and we will execute from our corporate structure, which was a trial and error and maybe too long. But it was a fail uh, because you need to understand that Germany is still a lot more conservative, more fact and data driven. More demanding when it comes to precision in execution, I would say. So keeping deadlines, you need to manage. Uh, you may need to manage uh, the expectations of your clients th- thoroughly, and you need to avoid overpromising and underdelivering. When you do like a, when you act like this in a more southern part of Europe, which is France, Spain, Portugal, Italy uh I would say the the willing to accept uh, I would say uh, some circumstances is and the, the 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 willingness for forgiveness and for you know room for interpretation is uh, is a lot bigger and especially when you come from abroad um, offering technological services Germany is a technology company is driven by um by, um, I would say, expertise in manufacturing. It's German quality, it's German precision. And I don't have to mention that if we call in meetings with French colleagues, they don't come on time and it's okay. But if if you call in a meeting with German clients, you better be like one minute ahead of time. So what I'm saying is, You need to adapt to the business ethics and you need to understand that to do the right thing from scratch
0: hmm Very interesting key learning. Katinka, you've worked a lot with different startups and you have, I'm guessing, a lot of requests uh, from startups abroad that want to get into the German market. Would you agree? Would you Would you think that some startups don't do their homework and figure out that, you know, we are in Europe, so countries are quite similar and the business ethics might be a bit um, similar across countries? Um, have you experienced this?
2: Yes, definitely. So, I mean, I think there are Um, so many cultural differences, especially when you're talking to companies that are coming even from further away than Europe, outside of Europe, Um, these cultural differences um, increase. And it's definitely important for for the companies looking to expand to other markets um, to have a look at these differences, at the level of expectations, as Oliver already said, um, since you cannot just copy and paste your, um, your business, your, your model into um, each respective market, but um, really have to check, um, is the product market fit there and um, plan um, in advance um, and plan also
0: enough time and resources to, to get all of this ready. Yes. So do your homework, um, make a little bit of research on the business ethics of, of your country, understand the, the client's expectations um, and maybe the culture expectations um, of your clients. So I understand, Oliver, that you didn't copy the blueprint that worked so well in uh, Spain, uh, Italy uh, and Portugal um, to Germany. So how did you modify it? Um, what were the key learnings from that that first phase of uh, of, of Failure, I don't want to call this a failure, but iteration process.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, I mentioned, I would say I I put it on the example of being on time, but uh, there's more meaningful differences. It's in SLAs, it's in the legal framework, it's in expecting local court location solution and responsible legal counterparts speaking their language in the the contract process. So uh, the language barrier also is something that you should never underestimate when you go into into details especially in technology when uh, we all speak english uh, that's that's not an issue but it when when it comes into Um, specifics and into technical depth and uh, details, uh, companies feel more comfortable to speak and interact with their native language. And when when I mentioned this, I have seen based on my experience that, for example, Austria, because uh, as you mentioned, I am responsible for Germany, Austria and Switzerland, is that Austria is even more conservative in their business language. They are more formal, more distanced, more bureaucratic, hierarchic. And in many cases for us with a look from the distance over structured, but it's the way they act. So if you don't understand this and if you jump in there and act like uh, the elephant in the porcelain room, will never be able to close businesses because you never speak their language and and they will never trust uh, to put a lot lot of money in your pocket. So uh, if you don't adapt, uh, though, and and that if you don't realize and then adapt those realities and underestimate those general business ethical differences, you won't really be um, able to get uh, the foot in the door. And this is what we have seen in that five years. And this is what I have challenged in my interview phase when they approached me with the investor with the board uh, of managers of Lengo to do the right thing. And they understood that they have to reset the clock and do sing- things from scratch.
0: And when you mean doing things from scratch, uh, what, what, what is that? Um, I understand you have a legal entity now, a Beha, yeah. Is it something that you know, is common and needs to be done for every single entity or rather specific to Lengo?
1: That's a that's an interesting question because I can only speak uh, you know based on my experience and what we decided to do for the best I would say um, for the best effort for for Lengo uh, for example we started uh, out of a co working space in Munich and when you act out of a co working space as a as a foreign vendor the message into the market is a different one as you act from a real address, from a real office, and from a legal entity. That means you take it serious. And if you're not only focusing on the business development part, but also on the execution part of technology, because selling and closing uh, a vendor contract is one side of the medallion, but the other side is... To set up, to onboard, to coach, to monitor, to develop, uh, to take responsibility of the ROI of the business you sold to your client. And this is what we decided we have to establish to really be seen as a a trustful and a sustainable vendor for this competitive market in Germany, Austria and Switzerland.
0: Yeah, understood. So basically to provide credibility, this is something that uh, needs to be done. Do you see this as well, And Hand, um, across all the startups that have established or would like to establish a presence in Germany, mostly, um, like most choose this uh, legal entity for credibility reason? Mm-hmm
2: yeah yeah that's definitely um the a, a very big point um since it's i mean establishing a legal entity here is um a commitment you make and you will definitely get um more trust from as well your customers um also um the partners you work with um if you have a legal entity here so that's what we recommend if you really want to tap tap into the market here locally yeah
1: now i would just frame it into one sentence i think that uh, companies getting approached by vendors, which come from abroad, having their general, they, they have their general considerations, which you have to overcome in the first and the right setup or in the first and the right step, adapted to their needs, their expectations, the rules of the country and the realities of the different markets. And if you don't see this as a necessity, uh, to start your business, I think you start with the wrong foot in the door.
0: And I think actually, um, this is also something quite important to, um, to tell entrepreneurs nowadays. With COVID and with um, remote work, people will probably tend to underestimate that local presence is actually quite important. And so having a legal entity um, shouldn't uh, be put on the side just because now we can work from anywhere, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just give the example of big companies, you know, uh, outsourcing their customer support, like uh, call support, you know, so to whatever to India, you know, there might be someone who speaks your, your language, but you can tell and you can see that this is not a service that you expect on the level uh, compared to the money in you're investing in the product. Uh, so. I think uh, uh, if you really want to establish a business, and we are talking enterprise business here, when we sell a product, it's a couple hundred thousand euros we're asking from the other side. So if you want to do this, you need to have the right setup. It's like opening a car store, and you don't have like a, uh, the facilities to do uh, the, the car setup or whatever, and you're just uh, focusing on selling, and this is not going to make it.
0: Yeah, understood. And so um, you mentioned this, Oliver. Um, it's um, this legal entity provides credibility and professionalism to, towards your your clients, but it yeah. also provides credibility and professionalism towards. The people you're going to hire, right? So the organization exactly. you want to build. So not being kind of a satellite office, but having a strong local yeah. base with also its culture and um, its uh, modus operandi. And this is also the challenge that we see and we get from from founders and, and startups that want to expand internationally, the challenge of talent recruiting. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit like how you experienced <laughs> experienced it in Germany?
1: yeah absolutely you you, you uh put uh, uh the 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 finger on the sweet spot here uh a uh you know creating a legal entity is a strong message to potential employees um as well as to clients first second we all know that not only the pandemic showed the weaknesses in, in digital performance on, on so many companies and they try to catch up and they invest. And Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a good time for vendors like ours, but the challenge that we face is e-commerce or digital technology industry is so hungry for talent because they're growing big time, but the talent pool is limited. You know, there's, uh, there's uh, uh, I would say, jobs out there. They haven't been uh, out there or existed like two years ago. They, have, they didn't even have a name or a description on the function, which is now so important for the company. So we are in a dramatic change. And for me, one of the biggest challenges is not to build the pipeline, it's to find people. It's crazy out there. I can tell you it's a fight for every feet on the ground.
0: Yeah, that I can see as well. I mean, we have a lot of uh, startup requests for country heads, uh, sales and account executives. So, Katinka, how do you help on that front? Because that's one of the challenge that we that we um, see most uh, in startups. And I'm guessing um, you, as a local uh, ambassador, have maybe the the network, the channels, the way to open doors and help these startups to find their their talent. Yeah, so talent is
2: one of the, one of the challenges that uh, startups come to us, um, and ask how, if we can help. And, um, so we can definitely look out for, um, what's happening here, um, in, in Bavaria and in Munich. Um, there are several events that are also coordinated by by the universities here. So we have a great talent pool here in, in Bavaria, actually, and in Munich with the big uh, universities. Um, so we can connect uh, the startups with the career centers, for example, that we have at the universities, so they can get in touch there and have their job listings um, directly um, there where they where, where they need them, and um, also. Um, going back to the cultural differences um some some companies or startups need to know what what job portals are are the ones that are mostly used here in germany um that might not be um um, as well-known um, internationally. So we can we can help um, also here and bridge like the cultural differences um, in that way as well. Um, or also um, reach out to a recruiting agency, which can also um, be of good help. We have um, a large service pool list um, and um, can connect these contacts with startups um, relating to talent acquisition.
0: So you are the kind of local sparring partner um, setting up kind of a, the the list of um, preferred partners, or at least those that are maybe not so well-known um, across the Rhine. And I'm thinking, for example, um, of Xing, which is a pure local player here in the German market for recruiting, which uh, our French counterparts might not know about, or the career centers, which are usually very difficult to approach and to get a a, a way through. Um, Maybe let's start with um, the position that we mostly looking for. Usually, when we start establishing in Germany, which is the country manager. And I've, you know, this country manager has different names. huh? we have country manager. We had uh, head of Germany. We have um, uh, sales, senior sales executive, etc. So um, maybe Oliver, with your extensive experience um, in different um, organizations, you had this role. Several times, what do you think makes the, the the role of country manager so important? What it entails? Um, can you tell us or describe a little bit what what is your job on a day to day basis?
1: You know, um, I have seen different requirements on when it comes to the job. Uh, I would say requirements or descriptions for um, uh, a country manager or head of sales or, in my position, a a general manager. So if you're just looking for someone who's leading sales, who's taking... I would say who's bringing expertise, who's maybe bringing network, who's maybe bringing a good network also on um, employees, you know, that he can build up, um, I would say, a strong sales force uh, quite efficiently. You, you're you going for the, the, the country manager or the head of sales. But in our case, we were looking or the company, not we, <laughs> the company and the investors were looking for someone, who's able to build uh, like parallel structures, structures which are um, unavoidable to be established because of the recent experience and the trial and error and the failures that have been, the, the company has been true through, uh, through the last four or five years. So uh, um, I think that's that's a different approach. So if you really want to oversee the whole, I would say, uh, landscape of the company's functionalities and uh, that needs to be built up, adapted to the market's needs from. The headquarter structure, you need someone that brings a little bit more expertise than just the, the view on selling, on marketing, on PR, on brand building, on image building. And this was the case um, at Lengo. Uh, so I was very happy to get that challenge because you don't find this too many times, honestly. And uh, for me, it's uh, it's a super interesting challenge because first of all you need to read out what is uh, established well in the corporate structure what was growing there what needs to be translated or uh, just uh, copy pasted and what needs to be set up from scratch because the market here is ticking totally differently
0: so you would say you you an old brander you need to touch base a little bit on a little on, on everything so from hr to finance to to operations i mean that's the freedom that lengo provided you with this role?
1: More or less, uh, I would uh, put the column that wide, yes. Um, Although we have specialists when we talk about finance, of course, I do the business planning uh, down to details, from expansion, from whatever, to the business plan and uh, and and uh, a margin and so on and so forth. But at the end, you must be familiar with all. The, I would say that the different touch points and uh, and uh, fields of challenges to be able to manage an entity in a complexity like this.
0: Mm. We've seen actually like some examples of uh, French startups sending their founder, their CEOs directly into the local market to establish the presence. How do you feel about this type of uh, of initiative? So, um, I mean, I can classify them maybe in two or three buckets. One is I'm basically taking someone from the headquarter, uh, senior position, and I'm bringing it to the country and kind of translate um, the culture, the organization. and try to establish that from the ground up. Second example, Lengo, with uh, a country manager coming from um, uh, the local business um, ground up, like very um, German, very uh, with a very underst- a good understanding of the culture um, or like straight hiring a French national that has a little bit of uh, understanding of the German market. Like where do you, where do you see the best practices?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Let me answer uh, answer in uh, in, uh, in pictures here. Uh, imagine uh, you are a cook and you have a restaurant in France, and you're so and you're grown like like hell. You 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 you're, you're booked out like every evening, and you take the same cook and uh, place him to Munich. And you have the same offer of choice and you wonder why, you know, only half of the people are coming and uh, a lot of people have demands and stuff. If you're not familiar with the specifics of the local market, you're lost. And I'm happy that we were smart enough that our 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 founder, Mikael, he never considered that move because he said, uh, we need to learn. Uh, We we have learned, we have tried, we have sent our cook, but uh, the meal we prepared was not very tasteful to the market, obviously. And we tried and we arranged and we changed recipe, whatever. But uh, the the time of trial and error is over. And uh, there was a time of analyzing, analysis. Uh, I told you in our prep call that I was engaged in that analysis. And uh, when you're told as a manager that you get the carte blanche, to do the right thing in the market, it's an alert for me. I told them I don't want the carte blanche. I will bring in my expertise, bring it on the table. We discuss and analyze and take a common right decision. And it's a move and adjust and, and thing. You cannot be perfect on each and every step you're taking. So this is the way we are taking this challenge. And this is the way how I'm uh, seeing my role. And not being disconnected, being uh, uh, given input, uh, investing all my, uh, my, my, my uh, expertise, my background, whatever, my smartness to do the right thing, but listen to people. And at the end, uh, be smart enough also to consider um, a failure as a failure and, uh, uh, um, and uh, I would say uh, move and, and, and adjust forward. This is, this is how we see it.
0: That's your your magic sauce and would that mean that this is also the way you you, you keep connection with the with the headquarters mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so my role is to uh, avoid that uh, Germany will be a satellite. Uh, we need to be like an uh, entity within the company, you know, totally connected. Uh, we need to make sure that we always have an open ear when we need support, when we need when we have questions. And it's my role to, uh, I would say, to connect the dot between the lines to also send my people because I always engage them to, you know, um, we don't fly to to France to have meetings, on-site meetings all the time. You invite your counterparts to come to Munich. By the way, we open now a, a legal entity in London. So, you know, having uh, inter-exchangement uh, and having French people here on a frequent basis in Munich, vice versa, of us uh, as Germans uh, still learning from the headquarters is something to avoid, to be a satellite and to, and to work in a blur that uh, could be good, but you could be on a total misleading path by doing, uh, by doing it that way.
0: And yeah, and this is exactly, I think the challenge, right? You, you need to have one foot still at HQ, one foot in your local base, but still coordinate between the two, keep the culture, because I think this is also, right, important if you want to build a, a large, a scale up, uh, a European champion. Um, but at the same time, letting the local base also, um, thrive independently so that, um, it adapts to the, to the local market. So for Lango, currently you were trying to hire how many people?
1: So we are actually up to nine people. Uh, we are looking for 35 people. So I have an investment plan of 35 uh, uh, people, which means uh, 26 open positions still. And uh, this is actually today one of my biggest challenges to, um, I would say, fill up the team because only with uh, you know, a team playing on the ground, you can score goals. We all know this.
0: <laughs> and you're looking across Germany, I guess. Um.
1: Yes, yes. You know, if you would now try to find all the talent in the greater um, area of Munich, it will it will take like maybe three to four times longer uh so we decided to offer remote uh, um, working contracts that means the address of the the private address of the of the contractor is his working address we will pay his efforts when he comes to the headquarters in munich and so on and so forth but it's also depending a little bit on the role because some roles you need to stuck together some like sales can be more like spread abroad this is also something very different in uh, germany to France, France, you have uh, you have Paris. Uh, this is ninety percent of the business. Then you have maybe uh, uh, Marseille. You have Lyon. Uh, you have uh, a couple other uh, uh, nice places. But uh, if you cover Paris, you cover like eighty percent of your business plan. And that's what France has to also learn. When I came, like in uh, my analysis phase, that we have to offer remote work. They were like, oh. Are you serious? How do you want to control? And all these questions, you know, just to, to give you one example.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, Germany is very decentralized. And I think this is one of the common mistakes yeah. um, that French founders um, face when they are actually expanding, is they underestimate uh, the value of the local cities. Katinka, do, do you have any anecdote on this front where, you know, a French founder comes to you and says like, OK, I want to establish my presence in, in Germany and it's going to be Berlin. Uh, and you're like, well, hold on. <laughs> depending on your business model, depending on your sector, you might want to choose Munich. You might want to choose Frankfurt. You might want to choose Hamburg. Do you have any examples? <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, um, Berlin is of course uh, very present in the in the startup mind, um, also uh, for international um, international companies. Um, but um, yeah, if you come here, you definitely have to look. Um, what what's your business model uh, who are you speaking to um, berlin is very b2c um based oriented uh, so they're um speaking to a different audience i'd say in bavaria bavaria you have a strong manufacturing industry here uh, for example you have big corporates um and a much stronger scene um within the b2b um b2b business um so that's something that you should definitely keep in mind and look where where your potential partners are. Um, also, Bavaria is not only Munich. I mean, um, people mostly uh, think of Munich, of course, which is uh, a great place, very vibrant startup ecosystem. But um, we have several other regions in Bavaria um, that are very strong, also have their individual competencies um for example, in the medical medical area, Nuremberg, Erlangen. Um, so, um, yeah, don't only focus on one 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 area, but look um, at the broader picture.
0: Definitely. Yeah, and and I guess um, by looking at where are your clients, that helps a lot establish where to position yourself and where to establish that that entity. Because, as you said, Nuremberg might be very good for for certain specific sectors, Augsburg as well. Um, And so it's not only the the main cities that I mentioned earlier, but it's also the the smaller uh, side cities, depending on who you're talking to and who is your audience. And not to mention also the university background, because this is, as we spoke about it uh, a little bit earlier, where you get your, your talent and having strong universities where you can get your sales people or your tech people is also quite of importance. So Katinka, what are, is the plan uh, for Lengo? How, how are you going to support? Can you give us a little bit of more like tangible, concrete example on how you, you get to uh, support uh, founders and startups uh, when they come to you? yeah sure so um i mean uh, i know that we we had contact in lango um
2: a few years ago already with lango a few years ago already and um, gave them like an overview of the bavarian ecosystem what's happening here in bavaria what might be, might be interesting for them um so that's one of the one of the points where we can support startups um giving a first overview of of the ecosystem here and then um we're also a good point of contact um when the, the company is then looking to actually um, set up their entity here so we can connect the companies to lawyers and tax consultants, uh, which we always recommend to do since it's a longer um, process with, um, with lots of bureaucracy, I'd say, um, and definitely also uh, um, questions asked by the companies are which location should I choose Um, we can help looking for an office space uh, for example if that's a co-working space at at one of the digital incubator hubs here in Bavaria or if it's a larger office space or even a larger facility um, that's something that we can um, support with and then the connections to the ecosystem to the relevant networks here and to get in contact with potential partners and clients um, Bavaria has several cluster networks um, that we can reach out to. Um, so just to get, get your foot on the ground here. Um, and I think Lengo um, definitely will get some support from us for hiring talent here on the ground as well in the future.
0: Yeah, we hope so. Um, with 40 people or now 26 to hire. You also have a program, Katinka Kackle, um, OIS Easy. Can you tell us a little bit about it? yeah that's so um, the OISE easy um,
2: is our startup specific package um, so with the OISE easy package startups um, can can get three free months of co-working space at one of the digital incubators in Bavaria um, and in addition to this they will get um, individual business plan coaching sessions with by startup by startup is one of Europe's they coordinate one of Europe's largest investors networks. Um, so you will get individual coaching sessions from them. And um, then all the services I mentioned before. So um, support from us connecting to the ecosystem, setting up your legal entity, um, help with administrative formalities and all of this. So the three months of co working space will basically help you to be on the ground, to set up your company, get in contact with um, the partners, customers and so on. Um, and then we're, we will be there in the background um, to help here. And this program is for, for innovative tech companies um, that are looking to expand to, to Germany and to Bavaria uh, with a maximum age of five
0: years. Okay. So it's the kind of uh, the support for the first uh, 100 days in, 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 in Germany. And and you, Oliver. What's up for, for 2022? What's your what's the, the strategy coming uh, coming forward now?
1: Yeah, it all uh, lives with uh, finding the right talent uh, in an uh, I would say reasonable time, of fulfilling the business plans, which are quite ambitious, as you can imagine. When there's big money on the table, when there's investors in your back, you know, they have um, high hopes on you. But uh, we have a good uh, starting grid, I would say. Uh, We find good people that build uh, the statics um, and they need to be able to act like an entrepreneur within the company. Take more responsibility, which is uh, far beyond their, I would say, their regular um, uh, their regular area of responsibility today, but, uh, coming with such an attitude, we, um, uh, I'm very, I would say, um, uh, my expectations are high that we will. Uh, meet the targets and even maybe uh, raise the bar higher because uh, times with us and uh, COVID is 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 is, is us uh, some backdraft. So, yeah, um, I'm 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 quite confident. I should say.
0: Great. So making uh, making Germany or the Dar uh, region the number two country after France for Lango
1: yeah that's that's the challenge, you know and uh, my ambition is to even be uh, stronger because potentially from a from a potential perspective, this is uh, manageable.-hmm
0: yeah. Great, thanks a lot, Oliver. Thanks a lot, Katinka. I think we um, arrived at the end of our podcast. My last question um, to finish up uh, and culminate uh, for our entrepreneurs listening to us uh, right now is if you had one do and one don't. For any entrepreneurs, any founders that want to expand to Munich and Bavaria, what would that be? Kind of the key best practice of the do the don'ts. Who wants to start?
1: Uh, I can maybe start. So the do is, uh, you know, independent from from the location. If it's Munich or Berlin or somewhere else, if you get into a market, act like an entrepreneur. Be be humble, uh, be hungry, uh, don't be afraid to do trial and error, but be smart, don't burn money. And uh, the don't is uh, don't wait too long to, uh, I would say, correct your cause, uh, because this is most of the time it's very, it's very costly and it's the right decision to do it uh, as fast as possible.
0: <laughs> Great learnings. Katinka? Um yeah,
2: so one thing um, I would actually say, um, in a plan, plan your plan your expansion well, uh, plan enough resources, plan enough time um, and then and have a look at the market, um, what's there, what is interesting for you. Um, don't um, be too quick in your decision, but be, but if you decide to do it, then go go in um, for all and yeah, go and do it.
0: Great, perfect. Thanks a lot for all the, uh, these key insights. I, I hope this uh, is quite helpful for any entrepreneurs who would like to expand to to Germany and in particularly to, to, to Bavaria. Um, thanks for your time uh, to both of you. I think uh, it was a very interesting conversation. So uh, I hope... Uh, you get all the success that um, we were talking about. Um, Katinka, just one thing. How do we get in touch with you if uh, we have entrepreneurs listening to us who would like to establish themselves in Bavaria? Um, you can reach out to us via the website
2: investinbavaria.com. Um, I'm, I'm there in the, in the team. Um, just contact me via email.
0: Or also on LinkedIn, in i'm happy to connect anytime great thanks a lot um so yeah it was the second podcast of uh, of la french tech um, munich this service scale up is something that we do now uh, pretty much every two to three months and we hope uh, that you like it um it will be available on all the listening platform and stay tuned and thanks again oliver and katika likewise thank,
1: thank you. you very much